Hello and welcome to What Did We Just Watch, a show where we talk about what we just watched. I am your wholesome know-it-all and resident movie buff, Zach Kuyat. And I'm your resident enabler, green fairy, Emily Coffin. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was proud of it. And it, that's a little deeper cut than last week, but this week we're talking about a movie that I know is near and dear and special to your heart. Absolutely it is. And that's, that's one Moulin Rouge. Yes. Ugh. The the one and only Ewan McGregor, Nicole Kidman, the John two... Leguizamo at arguably his John Leguizamo-st. Uh, um, I thought of that one a couple hours ago and I said, I'm going to hang on to that. that. John I'm glad you did. Never let good. that go. I, I love that. <laughs> but before we dive into like movie talk, just... Like, what you been up to? Mother's Day was this weekend. Mother's Day um, was this how's, weekend. How's your mom? Oh, she's great. Lisa's great. We did some gardening. Uh, I We went on some walks. Uh, my dog still never knows what's going on around her at any given moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love that for her. Yes. We played the Switch, which was fun. Hey, that's a, that's a pretty... That's, about the best mother's day you can ask for absolutely it was really nice we got sushi we got some takeout sushi which was very nice that is fun (laughs) some social distancing adhering sushi yes of course which was lovely how about also did some gardening yeah i did some gardening with my mother today so did maya i feel like that's kind of the that's just the move that's the move that's what you Um, do we've had this little flower bed in the front yard since we got here that had these like old flat stones in them. And my mom has said for a long time that she wants to get rid of those and put natural stone in somewhere. So over the last week, we've been popping on down to the creek in our backyard and finding good rocks. And and the last couple of days we installed those. So we had a good little, good little couple hours of work there. It was fun. I wasn't part of it, but I know my, uh, my dad and my brother are redoing these stone steps we have in the backyard. I'm glad I'm not, cause that looks heavy. <laughs> yeah, rocks are heavy. I know That's I okay. could, but uh, I don't. I didn't want to. So I'm glad. They, <laughs> I'm glad they took that on without me. You know. I understand that, and I can't fault you for it. You know. Exactly. We don't always all have to do everything. Absolutely. How's Jenny? Sometimes. How was How was her Mother's Day? Oh, I think we had a pretty good time. We ordered breakfast. Aww. Um, we we made our breakfast order the night before, and then my dad went and picked it up. And so we, we had a nice little breakfast from a spot in Raytown. Shout out breakfast and lunch lovers. Nice. Um, we had a little breakfast. I ate some cinnamon roll pancakes that were very oh, good. What? That sounds insane. Yeah. Cinnamon roll pancakes. That's where it's at. I also, oh I my added God. my own little strawberries to it. it mm, that was a good move. <laughs> Beautiful. It was a good move. I think I could have gotten strawberries from them. I just didn't. Um, <laughs> but pop those on, on some cinnamon roll pancakes and man, you're set. You are You're set. set for a good day, right oh, there. I love it. But yeah, we had a we had a good little time. Good, I'm glad. I figured I I should point out that you know we say we're doing this because we're quarantined separately. So I've, I've uh-huh. I feel like we ought to check up just on like what's happened in oh, the intervening days. Because Lord knows, um, when we're not recording this, I actively shut you out. Yeah, and do we not don't speak interact with each other. This no, is the never. only thing I would never. we do together. Absolutely. I have not spoken to this man in like a week and a half. I would never. Well, it doesn't require any like real interaction for you to just beat me at at Game Pigeon games. Absolutely. Thank you for acknowledging that I am the king. (laughs) Once upon a time, I had the magic touch for Cut Pong. Yeah. Once upon a time. And I just have lost that. I won 
I was playing four or five different people, and I won a good 25, 30 games in a row. I was just unstoppable. And since then, my win-loss has has been probably 10% wins, and I don't know what happened to me. Listen, I don't know if – I can't speak for your games with other people, uh, but I know your win streak with me was, like, maybe a week. So yeah, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't get so, like, oh, my, my throne, where's it gone? Well, see, the, the week I was beating you was also the week I was beating everyone else I knew at these games. Yeah. I don't know what happened. You reached your peak and then you lost yeah. it. That's showbiz, baby. My powers failed me. <laughs> see, I, I was I was opening a new show and then I got the consumption and died. And speaking of uh, getting yeah. the consumption and dying. Speaking of getting the consumption <laughs> and dying. Oh, and that's not about... a spoiler because they say it in the first five minutes. Yeah, you know, you know what's coming. It's oh, it's yeah. the past, and they're all poor and bohemian. <laughs> and she coughs into a napkin, and then there's blood on it. You yes, know what I was that gonna means. say. I was gonna say when we got to the the favorite segment that that's my favorite <laughs> um, ridiculous movie trope is someone is who's gonna get sick into... coughs blood into a white handkerchief <laughs> to telegraph that they are close to um, death <laughs> a very a very different movie but that was one of my favorite parts of parasite was that part where they fake they pretend the, that uh, that happens yeah the, the hot tissue sauce on the napkin yes that killed me That's i just really rewatched good. that movie like two weeks ago and it god it's so good well we were talking the other day i've been playing um red dead redemption 2 Yes, um, you have And that been. game what? does no, the no, same No, we weren't thing. because I haven't spoken to you in two weeks. Oh, right. What? Sorry, let me keep the fiction <laughs> intact. So here's a fun piece of news for you. It's <laughs> that I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, what? And that game does the same thing because the character gets tuberculosis and he actually, like, they do it pretty well where he, like, subtly coughs throughout the game. But you know that oh. things are going wrong because he coughs into a white handkerchief and there's blood on it. And it's like, oh, look, it's that thing that happens all the time. <laughs> Whereas in real life, I have never seen anyone cough blood into a handkerchief. You know, um, and I, I think can name that one, happen, and that's my friend who had an ulcer. So. Ah, yes. That'll do it. <laughs> he's fine. Okay. Well, yeah, he's fine now, but, you know. You never know. Yeah, sometimes that is the the killing blow. He in fact did not die of the consumption <laughs> in our goodness. Lord's year 2017. I think it was. All right. Well, we haven't actually. We've only said the name of the movie once. We're talking about Moulin Rouge, <laughs> or if sure you want to say it, pronounce it like some of the more pretentious people in the movie. Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> and because this movie is so special to you, I thought yes. maybe you should give us our vague summary of the film. Oh, Lord, why would you put this pressure on me? Okay, so Moulin Rouge is a film. Uh, it is a story of two lovers, Satine and Christian, who against all odds find love in one another. And then she dies of consumption. And also there's some singing and dancing along the way. <laughs> I <laughs> that think that's is... a pretty... That's basically what happens in the that whole That is a movie. pretty good way to put it. I yeah. Consumption is the is a kind of illness that but you can only get in the past. Oh, yeah. And even then, it seems kind of like you can only get it in movies in the past. Where it's like, <laughs> hmm, we need this like... person... We know that people didn't live as long in the past, and we need this person to die. But we can need we to like give it a reason. Yeah, what is the consumption even... Like, what is it? What does oh, it mean? Oh, I don't know. God, I, if I know, I you cough blood kind of into research. a napkin. Yeah. 
it happens. That's all it is. When you Duh. cough blood into a white handkerchief, and that's how you know you've got the consumption. And then you die immediately after your opening performance of your show. That's how that works. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, we we you know we're we're a, a podcast that likes to ask questions. Okay. We are. And the, the first one uh, is pretty simple. Um, we call question number one: What's extreme? What's your favorite? What's, what's your least favorite? What's just, what do you have a strong opinion about, be it positive, negative, or otherwise? What you got? All right. What I got, okay. I have, as as Zachary has mentioned, this is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> uh, I make no secret about that. And I feel like people people give, give this movie some trash sometimes. Because <laughs> I feel like they try to take it too seriously when this is a movie that just blatantly does not want to be taken seriously at all. Yeah, that checks out. And that is one of my favorite things about it, that it's just so silly and over-the-top and ridiculous, and I I love it. And it's it makes stylistic choices. Personally, I love Boz Lerman's directing style, his editing choices, mm-hmm. and just his visual choices and everything. Some of his, like, acting notes, I could... Um, I'll talk <laughs> about that later, but... Um, <laughs> I love that. But I, I love stylism, and this movie just has it, and like knows what it is, and knows what it wants to be, even if it kind of makes no sense. Yeah, it definitely like knows that it's going for something really specific, and hits that really specific thing really hard. Um, and that's why, when I didn't necessarily pick a favorite or a least favorite, but I think the thing in this movie that is the most this movie, um, that's my extreme. It's the most this Moulin movie. Rouge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that is the the love medley on the elephant. Oh god, it's wonderful. Because well that medley explains whether or not you like this movie and it's all the reasons that you like this movie or you don't like this movie. Whether Absolutely. you're buying into Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor as singers, whether you're buying into this is a pop jukebox musical movie, whether you're buying into the fantasy part of it, if you're on board for those things, that song is the pinnacle of it. And if this movie isn't for you because you're not on board for those things, that moment is the worst part of this movie. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> um, I'll throw in another musical number that's my favorite. That My okay, personal favorite is not the ele- Elephant Love medley. Oh, yeah, I have um, a different pick for... Is it Roxanne? Because that's the correct choice. Okay, so my question was going to be which which song is used the best in this movie? Roxanne. And I by was the also going to say Roxanne. Yeah, <laughs> it's Roxanne. Please, <laughs> are you kidding me? The funny story. The one of the crazy things to me about this movie is that I found this movie at a time when I did not know most of the music that's used in this movie. Yeah. So for a good chunk of time, I didn't know that it was a jukebox musical. <laughs> I did not. I had never heard Roxanne before. I'd That's never heard Roxanne from Moulin Rouge is really good. <laughs> I had never heard your song by Elton John. Mm, this yes. was the first time I'd heard that song. This was the first time I heard the show must go on by queen. Like that. Oh, it like that's implanted. A good yes. It like implanted all of this music into my brain that I wouldn't realize until later was like iconic. And I had no idea for reasons other than being in this movie. <laughs> like now Elton John and Queen are two of my favorite artists. And like that, I fully give credit to this movie for like putting that in like little 12, 13 year old Emily's brain. 
Yeah. And I think that's so cool because that brought that to me in a way that was because at the time this movie came out, all that music was already like classic and old. Right. This wasn't like not old, but it was big. No, which we'll get we'll get around to uh, to another project involving Moulin Rouge that did the opposite of that. But we'll get there. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, yes. I have thoughts there, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else that needed to be extreme. I feel like, oh, my favorite. You do it. You listen. Like I said, this I found this movie at a formative time in my life, right? <laughs> like late elementary school, middle school age. I watched this movie for the first time. There's so much drama. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as young Emily just looking at the screen, looking back and forth between Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Yet another thing I credit to this movie is my sexuality <laughs> fully i was like i was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah just obi-wan kenobi and the mom from lion just up there on the screen oh together. yeah but that was the first time i'd seen either of them i'd never seen the prequels i didn't know who nicole kidman was before this oh no that's fair uh, they're both very wow. good in this movie too i oh, was gonna add that that i think they both do a really good job they are fan- okay can i say as a combo favorite least favorite uh the scene where (laughs) (laughs) the scene where um sateen and christian nicole kidman and ewan mcgregor are alone in the elephant for the first time in her Mm -hmm. like bedroom and like and she thinks that she's supposed to seduce him and he thinks he's gonna read her poetry Yes, yes yes There's a solid, like, two minutes of the movie where it's just Nicole Kidman just, like, screaming, moaning noises and rolling on the ground. There's a lot of that. I hate it, but it's so funny. Oh, it's killer. It's it's very strange, but, like, it's a lot of fun. I I was supposed to bring this up later, but I was gonna... One of the questions I had was... uh, Well, we can just use this to pop ourselves over there. What what was the acting note that she she was given for that? Like, what yeah. b- got the performance out of her that they got? Because yeah, I just want to know. Let's right into question number Absolutely. two Absolutely. And that question being, what are our questions? <laughs> what are our questions? And I think question number one is, how did how did we end up at that? Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, what did take, was that take one? And if not, no, what, not a chance. what did that was, that's our good the, buddy Boz Lerman say person. to her? That's a performance of a person who's been doing that for like four hours and just wants it to be over. And the She's like, I've given you like, all the normal. Come on. Here's here's the most I can give you all at once. And Boz Lerman said, that's it. That's <laughs> we the got one. It. We keep it. Cut, print. We're done with this scene. We'll do it live. Um, I guess this could either be an extreme or a question. So I'll yeah, phrase it. it as a question since we put it in here. Um, what was going on? With the cinematographer of this film. Oh, did he was did he drop acid? Probably. Like, was he okay? Absolutely. Because it probably. looked like it looked like if somebody had the consumption, it was him. Okay, because some of those <laughs> slow motion shots are just bad. I'm gonna be oh, honest. Some I... of them are just rough. Yeah. And like the the we I'll talked about the Roxanne scene. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Like I think the the narrative stuff and the use of that song is really good but it is 
so edited. It's edited so hard. Oh, yes, that it is. I, have, I had no idea what was going on. It's like there's random shots of the Argentinian and there's shots of people dancing and there's shots of Satine and the Duke and there's shots of Christian walking somewhere. But all five of those things are just like boom, 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 boom. Oh, and yeah. I, had, I never knew what was going on until Christian showed up in the room with the Duke and also the people dancing and the Argentinian were dancing together. And I said, oh, yes. oh, it's two scenes. It's yeah. two of them happening it's at the same time. two things happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I personally like it because um, they do they do a similar thing in the beginning during the can-can sequence. Yeah. They do the very – but I think I will say they do a better job of it in that scene because that scene is already just so high energy and the way they mm-hmm. like – I'm a sucker for any time editing like lines up with beats of music. I do love that. And every beat of that song, there's a cut. And I, it lines up so well, and I love it. Like, do you remember when, when we were young and full of hope, and the first trailer for Suicide Squad <laughs> the Suicide came Squad. out? Yeah. Yep. And it the first trailer is incredible. First off, it was one of my favorite songs, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and it they did that same like editing style where they just cut it on beat to the music. And I thought it was, Oh, I was like in love with it. And then the movie happened and (laughs) that's an all time good trailer for a movie that includes the line. This here's Katana. (laughs) This got my back. I'd advise her sword traps. Her Her sword sword traps the souls of her enemies. (laughs) Oh, Oh boy. Oh boy. Wow. Oh. And that first trailer is so, so, so darn good. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. And I will say my one like defense I have for that movie is that it has like a style and it like mm-hmm. has a, I don't know, a. It's got a thing it's doing. Yeah. It's got and a it thing does it's that doing thing. and it yeah. does the thing except for when it suddenly decides to go, here's Katana. <laughs> This year's Katana. Looks like you got yourself a gym. <laughs> <laughs> that is so uncomfortably correct. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I kind of uh, got ahead of myself talking about this earlier, but one of my questions at watching this movie was, what is the consumption? <laughs> I just don't... It's, it's coughing into it's a, a napkin and there's blood. Movies in the past talk about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> movies in the past all want to talk about the consumption. That, that kind of leads into is. one of my questions. Okay, um, what you got? Along with the consumption and Satine having it, uh, one of my questions was, did Satine just think she was constantly passing out? Because she was <laughs> dehydrated? Like I know she was she, singing so she hard. Has, she has that one line where she's like, oh, those silly cough, these silly costumes. And I'm like, that... <laughs> this has been happening. It happens like four times you that she issues. just randomly passes out for no reason. Oh and my like, goodness. just how is she so? And then she's so shocked when Ziggler tells her she's dying. She's like, she's like what? what? How could it be? How? What do you mean <laughs> blood in a napkin is bad? Ah! <laughs> That's not supposed to come out of there? <laughs> Prove to me. Prove. I don't believe you. <laughs> I wonder, I bet, now that we've joked about the consumption, I bet the consumption was like a catch-all when, when you didn't know what it was because probably. it was probably I feel, an STI I think in the I past. have read something where that said that that was what it was. I could be wrong. Please don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like that is what it is. It's just kind of like a, eh, we don't know 
what happened. So if you if you had an STI and you couldn't talk about it because it was the past, you had the consumption. Right. Exactly. I bet that's what it was. But Probably. that's not as fun as just saying, "What is the consumption?" The consumption. <laughs> that's so wacky. <laughs> oh my god. All right. As if you're done. Uh, I had one more. Oh, you got one more. Let's I talk just, about it then. I just okay. So she finds out she's dying pretty pretty close to the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah. near the end. Like, right before opening night, because she's trying to leave, and he's like, you're dying, Sutty. You can't, you're dead. You are dying. You must <laughs> lie, lie to save him. That's my best Ziggler. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. I've been listening to his voice since I was 12. I would hope so. Um, does she realize that had she just, like, told the duke that she was dying he might have left her alone yeah he might have been <laughs> like, like hmm, I don't he might have been girl. like oh gross you oh, have like diseases i Ew. know he's got the like whole thing where he's like i don't like people touching my things <laughs> uh so like maybe it wouldn't have worked but like she could have tried could have just been like hey by the way i'm going to die like soon <laughs> so yeah, like, like i got like minutes left, i got like so. minutes to go what if we just don't yeah Okay, I actually just came up with another question. Please give right it. Here. Hand it over. I g- um, give it to me now. <laughs> and that question is, <laughs> why was Like a Virgin not a tap number? Because oh, my they God. they did everything Ugh. to make it that style of number except for put them in tap shoes. And if you're going to go for it, go all the way. Make people it a tap give, number. People give that part of the movie so much crap, <laughs> and it is, I love it. Oh, I think it bizarre. works so well. It's bizarre, <laughs> but it works. And it like, ah. Uh, when my... he was first <laughs> reciting the lyrics oh non-musically my God. to Like a Virgin, uh, when he, it's just an old, old man going, it's as if she was like a virgin. Chinese. And for the very first time, I said, I said, this is the last person in this movie that I want oh, to yeah. be reciting the lyrics to like a virgin. Absolutely. At me. And again, <laughs> I go back to the fact that I did not, I did not know what that song was when I yep. watched this movie the first time. So I just thought it was just some weird thing they did. And I was okay <laughs> with one of my favorite shots in the movie. No lie. Or at least one of the ones that makes me laugh the most is like near the end of the song when the Duke is like up on the table, like chasing Ziggler around yeah. and he's got his like cape and it's just the music he's does just this weird modulating thing and he's like and he makes that weird noise, he goes, ah, <laughs> <laughs> waving his like cape around. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, it's so strange. It, it's so it cracks dumb. me up. The fact that it works. <laughs> it's it's so fun. Oh it's my very God. fun. I love it. A crime that they got rid of. Never mind. We'll get there. We'll get right. there, Emily. Quit trying to talk about it. Well, we'll speaking of speaking of like a virgin, let's move let's move to our next question. Great. Our next question being, why are you here? What feels like it's a surprise that it showed up here? What feels like it doesn't necessarily belong in this movie? Listen. Like a virgin, questionable. I'm gonna throw the clear, correct song answer at you. Please do. And that is the two lines they used from Smells Like Teen, teen Spirit. <laughs> yeah. What what is going on there? If you're going to use first of all, don't don't use Smells Like Teen Spirit first in Moulin off. Rouge. Second of all, if you're going to do it, do it. It's like just the entertainers. Like that's yeah. all that's used. They repeat it a couple in, times. It's in like a mashup with the, Lady Because Marmot. we can't get can. can. <laughs> so so yeah, it's wild. Oh, it's like it's 
it's crazy how much is happening in those first early scenes of the movie. I, okay. I was just sitting there going, wait, that that's not from. That's not that. Those other, what is, is that? Is that yeah. smells like teen spirit? Oh, Why yeah. is that smells like teen spirit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I, I have a confession for okay. this section. I didn't put anything for why oh, are you here? I put nothing. Cause this wow. movie is just so bonkers insane. <laughs> like nothing. And maybe also the fact that I've just been watching it for so long that I'm just so used to it by now. Nothing in this movie <laughs> feels surprising to me. Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just like everything the movie throws at me. I'm just like, like yeah, yeah, yeah this might as well that sounds happen. about right. It might as well, <laughs> might as well oh, be happening. Well, Random Bollywood number. Then. Yeah, that might as well be happening. Yeah. I'll give you one more then. Please. And that is a different song that I think is bizarre that it shows up for completely different reasons. Smells like Teen Spirit is like maybe not the vibe, and it really is altered dramatically by just being in that one moment. Oh yeah. But the song that kicks the whole jukebox idea off is a song that almost completely fails to be a jukebox song uh-huh. and that's the hills are alive yeah from the sound oh, of yeah, music yeah that i really what? like that scene just cuz i think it's fun but yeah the fact that they just decided they paid royalties to have that song in there just to do that one line right and and it's just <laughs> it's just a song about music like that's all they needed and yeah. there are so many songs about music. Why did it need to be? Why did it have to be the sound of music? <laughs> sound of I also music. am admittedly jaded against the sound of music. I don't like the sound of music all that oh, much. Oh, I'm okay. I am pretty neutral. <laughs> I am neutral to lightly positive about the sound of music. <laughs> Edelweiss is a banger. That's the best right? one. And Edelweiss it's the one that is a banger. they wrote for the movie that um, wasn't in the original musical. <laughs> was it not? I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. And that's See, why you, know. you have a musical theater degree and I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You'll get there someday. I'll I believe get there. in you. <laughs> a victory lap. We're going for it, you know? The rest of us are going to drag you across the finish line whether, oh, you li- whether or not you like it. You better. Please do. <laughs> We're going to make sure it happens. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, okay. If you don't have anything to add there. I got nothing. I do feel like I have um, I've gotten my points out there that... Um, I just had to get off my chest a You're little bit. You're doing a great job. It, this is a safe space. Because boy, oh boy, it is odd that those two songs show up. It is, um, but I love it. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be a lot of me in this doing. episode. It's just me going, yeah, that's weird, but I love it anyway. I like it. Well, and if when a movie establishes that like it can be as weird as it wants, you oh, can't yeah. really go, hmm, this doesn't make sense. Within because the, first, the movie says I can be as weird as I want to be. <laughs> Within the first 10 minutes, you just weirdly have every character you've been introduced to on a trip of absinthe <laughs> like yeah it really like big swing right and then the, the green fairy comes out and also sings the sound of music <laughs> yeah but like totally different yeah very like, sings different. the sound of music but makes you feel differently weird. about it yeah weird <laughs> weird again first time i'd heard that song <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness all right let's pop over to our next question let's do it the next question being what if this was a documentary and specifically mm. who might feed their husband to tigers? Absolutely. There's, there's an obvious answer here. Yes. Which I never go for. The, you know, I never The do. Duke. The, the Duke, Duke would, would is clearly, the obvious answer. Cause he's, he's crazy town. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my choice was Ziggler. Yes. He is also my choice. He is that he'll do. He just cares about he's ruthless. the money. He the just money. wants the money. 
If somebody offered you... him like 10 bucks, he'd be like, heck yeah, let's go. Let's do exactly. It. See, mm-hmm. that's because the whole thing is like he doesn't really have a connection to anybody. He just wants the no. theater to go well. He just wants, you know, his he just wants to be famous. Yeah. And that's I the only he would... reason he even tells Satine that she's dying is because it'll benefit him <laughs> and he can get her to do the show. Exactly. Which will get him money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he would he would clearly feed a person to tigers. Absolutely. He would specifically feed Satine to tigers. <laughs> so, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, I also think, um, and I don't know this character's name, admittedly, but she was the lady who danced in Roxanne. Oh, I used to know her name. I can't remember now. The Yes. Um, it's like Mimi. Or, not yeah, Mimi. I don't think it's actually Mimi, but it's like something like that. Like something, something really that's short. like a past name for a showgirl. That's what Yeah, a past yeah. name for a showgirl. Exactly. Yes. She would also clearly feed a person. Oh, yeah. She was, she walked she's up, the worst. She walked right up to the Duke and she goes, what do you mean? It's the story of he's a poor writer. Uh, I mean, I sitar mean, player. Sitar player. And then like... Ooh, off I go. <laughs> right. Like, oh, she does you. like two things. She does two things in this movie. One of them is just like make everything terrible for everyone. Yep. <laughs> for no, for seemingly no reason. Yeah. Just she for has no, reason, no motivation to do it. She just does it. She just wanted to. Was she, she jealous? Who just wants Was she like? Did she like the Duke? I don't Maybe know. They the don't because she doesn't she do anything. She's just there. She's she in the background like, of the rest of the movie, but she doesn't say or do anything <laughs> until she just wants then. to make life difficult for other people, you know? Oh, absolutely. And sometimes your movie needs a character that is just going to make life difficult for other people. And I get that. Yes. But also, explain to me why. Explain, explain to why. me why. Tell me why, please. Tell I me like why. To know why. Give me the reason. Just give me a reason. Just a little. <laughs> Is that one in the in the stage version of this God, movie? God, no. I, I don't believe it is. And thank There's God There's a lot for of that. them. There's a lot of them. Uh, oh, you, we'll get there. Know. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I know we will. We have a category for it. Yeah, it's we do. Important to us. This is one that I'm... I'm This next question, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on it. Oh, I have our, thoughts. Our next question here is, could someone else have done better? Okay, this was a hard one for me. Cause I can tell already. Yet again, grew up with this movie. So, like... At my core, I cannot imagine anyone else being the leads in this movie. <laughs> but I, so I went at it from a different angle. I went, what if this movie was made now? Mm. Who would Who be you put there now? specifically Christian and Satine if we okay. did this movie now? And I went with Jake Gyllenhaal as Christian. I also was going to talk about yep. Jake Gyllenhaal. We have been talking about Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. How do you not talk about <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal? But I man. Would, I would like to never stop talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. I think um, it's Mr. Music from the Sack Lunch Bunch. I think yeah, that's the I connection think that, here. It, it like flipped a switch in my brain and now I love him forever. <laughs> um, Jake Gyllenhaal is Christian. And then as Satine, I said Margot Robbie. Interesting. Yeah. I, that. I don't know if she sings, but like, does Nicole Kidman sing? <laughs> that, <laughs> you know? that is the question. That yeah. Is. Does like Nicole she, Kidman does, she, Nicole Kidman does fine. She, she does okay. <laughs> Uh, arguably yeah, the same for you and McGregory. They do fine. Yeah, they, they're they're doing their jobs. You know, this yeah. isn't a movie. Well, and and what I'll say is this is a movie that I think makes a movie musical the way that a movie musical should be made. Yes. In that it understands that musicals are inherently a little bit silly. 
Yes. And it oh, goes, absolutely. What if we're also just a, just silly? What yeah. if we just do the silly also? And it and, and it, it actively made the choice to not like try to make everything sound perfect. Mm-hmm. Which like sounds like an insult, but it's not. It's like a it almost <laughs> feels to me like a stylistic choice. Like it was just yeah. like we're not not as not as hard of a stylistic choice as say, uh oh, I forget the director's name. Whoever directed Les Miserables, the movie. Oh, I don't remember who did I it. I forget I'm with you. Um him deciding that everyone has to sing live for no reason. It's not as hard yeah. a choice as that, but it's like it's they were like, we don't have to hire professional singers. And that's how we got gems like the elephant love medley that sounds the way it does. And right. that's how we got Roxanne that sounds the way it does. Very specifically uh, the way it does. Oh, that yeah. Gravelly oh, my accent God. on there. Okay, that's good. It's That's really good. Wonderful. Um, also, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't remember it because the director of Les Miserables Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper. I knew it was Tom <laughs> something, but I didn't want to and, say it if I couldn't remember his last name because he also directed cats. cats. Yes. That's how you get a cats. Yes. You do one that wins Oscars and then you get to do cats. Yes. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> because he's clearly inherently a person that does not understand how musical theater works and takes every but, musical but and tries yeah. and tries his hardest to make it as little like a musical as he can. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why this movie works in a lot of ways. Because right. Because it, it doesn't try to be a musical, but it also doesn't try to not be a musical. Yes. It tries. It just to be, is Moulin Rouge. That's right. what it, it tries that's to be. What a movie can do as a musical, so you yes. can do like weird nonsense where they, you know, they step out of the elephant and they're walking on clouds and dancing, right. and there's a midget hanging from the ceiling and. And like, there's all this happening. You could do all that because you're a movie. And when and you couldn't do that if it was a, like a staged musical. But you could you could right. do that in a movie. See, there's this new new within the last like decade or so fad with like musical movies where they have to be like realistic. We got to make them realistic or nobody's gonna like them. Hence, yeah, but they have to sing. Les Mis. Hence, <laughs> the reason the reason Tom Hooper wouldn't have his actors wear mocap suits in cats. I learned yeah. that recently. That's uh-huh. why that's a part of why the effects are so bad. I learned that. Yeah. Cause they're doubling effects on there. Yeah. It's very uh-huh. Strange. Uh, because he wanted them to be uninhibited and it to be more realistic and grounded <laughs> hmm, yeah, because you know, cats. cats will be as realistic. As right. Possible. Um, and I deeply hate it because I'm not a big fan of realism to begin with, hmm. especially not when it comes to musicals. Like it yeah, just doesn't so work. Weird. Give all the musicals to Boz Lerman 2020. <laughs> Give them all to him. <laughs> Let him have them all. Oh boy. Wouldn't That'd that be, be so something? fun. Everything is Romeo and Juliet or, and Great Gatsby you know, and Moulin Rouge. Honestly, even better. Just stop adapting musicals into movies. Yeah, Cause clearly we're not doing a great job. And I, I get it. And I'm not necessarily anti the sentiment because I want people to appreciate all totally. the work that we do. But we need um, to stop giving it to people that like don't understand what the difference is right. <laughs> between a musical and a movie. Because we've gotten right. a lot that are either don't adapt enough and then are just weird because it's a movie that doesn't want to be a movie. Or they yeah. adapt too much and then it's a musical that wants to be a movie, but it's a musical. Yeah, exactly. It's very like... You, Can we you can't tell I have opinions? Like, yeah, uh, clearly. <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> there hasn't been one that just like... Since... 
since the like old movie musicals, you know, yes. like the old Rodgers and Hammersteins, like that, the early Oklahoma stuff, like that, Seven yeah. Brides for Seven Brothers, where it was like we're doing a movie where they sing. Once that like trend went away, then mm-hmm. it was well, how can we make movies? separate from what happens on stage right and then now that we're coming back around to it it's like well do those things actually match each other is there a way for that to all be reconciled or does it make more sense to just let them be different and let them be separate and i don't think it's bad to want to have some crossover there i I just think it needs to go to people that understand the difference and know how to make it work and it needs to be given to things that the changes that need to happen make sense Right. And it's, I think the other direction is the same thing where you need to examine a movie for it being worth putting on the stage. Oh, absolutely. Throw any popular movie onto the stage. Cause sometimes you'll get, <clears throat> you get lucky. <laughs> you get lucky with like a Beetlejuice and the show turns out pretty well and it, yeah. it has something going for it. But sometimes you do Mean Girls and Mean Girls isn't bad. It's Did okay. Need Mean Girls? You know? It exists. <laughs> Whose life is changed by Mean Girls the musical? Not mine. Not mine. Do with that what you will. <laughs> Do with that what you will. And well, okay. I don't want to move us to the last and true uh, question, musical question yet, because oh, I yeah. also wanted to point out that someone else has tried to do this better. Someone else has tried. Well, better is questionable. Someone else has tried yeah. to do this with a PG rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being Hugh Jackman and The Greatest Showman. Oh, absolutely. That's is, exactly what it is. Except for the fact that he has a real person's name on it. It's very nearly the same story. It about is. A I've actually never seen it. I have not seen the movie. I know. I know, like what happens, and I've heard the music, but I have not sat down and watched it ever interesting i I know i probably should i literally wrote a paper about it for my musical theater history (laughs) class um i love that but i didn't watch it sorry doc j if you ever hear this whoops (laughs) (laughs) i almost picked hugh jackman when we were talking about could someone else have done it better i almost threw his name out there interesting but that feels like he already has done it and i don't know if he could have done the whole thing better although he you know He's done stuff with Nicole Kidman before, so the two of them he work has. well together. They do. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. But I think, you know, not every song and dance role can go to Hugh Jackman. At some point, Please, he's got to give a couple no. of them away. I, I, love, I love him very much, but he cannot get every single one. <laughs> and he got The Greatest Showman, which right. is a movie that told us that P.T. Barnum was a good guy. Um, yeah. And, and you know what? He did his best with it. And yeah, I he get did. it. <laughs> I'm very curious as to how that movie came to exist the way that it does. But Um, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) The willpower and the star influence of one Hubert Jackman. Huge jacked man. Huge jacked man, as as his friends call him. (laughs) Those of us close to him. (laughs) (laughs) Our dear friend. Okay, now that we've talked about Hugh Jackman, we've talked about The Greatest Showman. We, we've danced around this question. We might as well just get straight to it. <laughs> Let's get to it. Oh, I got a lot to say. <laughs> Would this be better as a musical? No. Now, clearly, it's already <laughs> a musical. So here's the thing. It can't be... It's already a musical. We can't go back from musical because it would be crazy if you took all the music out of this movie. But... Then the question becomes, would it be better as a stage musical? And here's no. the thing. It's already that, too. <laughs> and it's weird. Yeah, I hate now, it. I now, really do. 
I love Aaron Tveit. Oh, I me don't too. think he's done anything wrong a day in his whole life. No, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But boy, oh boy, did they take one thing about this movie and say, what if we did that and only that? Because this movie is like, hey, we'll take some pop music that people know and we'll put it in this story. Yep. They said, what if we take all the pop music that you know? Yep. We're going to have every song you've ever listened to in the same musical. Oh yeah. Uh hey, I uh as I said I had a little I had a little something for when we got here. Oh, boy, um I can't and wait. since you brought up the uh the pop music, uh here is a list of songs that they cut in the adaptation uh from screen to stage uh that they should have kept. Entertain us. Uh <laughs> which is uh smells like teen spirit. Yes. I don't know why I wrote it like that, but it smells like teen spirit. Uh they cut that. The show that must okay. go on cut that like a virgin cut uh the the entire can can sequence yeah that's a lot. arguably one of the most iconic moments in the movie they just mm-hmm. completely they trashed said, we need it we don't lady need marmalade it. is nowhere in there because we have to have more room for shut up and dance by walk the moon and also one day i'll fly away which is one of <sighs> I tried to sing that for, fun fact, I tried to sing that for a uh, talent show in middle school because, again, I loved this movie back then. Uh, and they wouldn't let me because, you know, she was a uh, she was a sex worker. And they said, we cannot have this 13-year-old girl sing this song that is sung by a sex worker in Moulin Rouge. Well. Oh, and uh, uh, going off of that, here's all of the songs that replaced the yeah, good here, songs. This is the real question because there are a lot of new songs. I don't know if I caught all of them because I only like skimmed through it, the soundtrack, <laughs> because it was making me angry and I had yeah, to give stop. Give us the highlights, though. We yeah, need yeah, the yeah. Highlights. Uh, Chandelier by Sia. Yeah. Who asked for that? Um, mm, firework. Sia, probably. Firework, <laughs> firework by is Katy Perry. One of the songs in the I, world to me. It. I had a visceral anger when I heard that song in this soundtrack. I <laughs> hate that song to begin with. To each their own. If you like it, that's fine. I don't really have a reason for hating it. I just hate it. <laughs> I... Um, when I was in middle school in the seventh grade, mm-hmm. um, my that school is middle did... school. Yeah. Yes. My school did a flash mob um, that was everybody learned choreography oh and we did a big dance number in the gym and it was about not bullying. <laughs> Um, and it was because we uh, rewrote the lyrics to Katy Perry's Firework. Of course you did. Um, there were three of us that were soloists. Um, and we just sang, we sang our little hearts out, our little oh middle God. school hearts out to Katy Perry's Firework. Except we changed the words so that it was, that was about how bullying is bad. Bullying so is bad. I don't have a lot of love for that song either. Um, really funny. <laughs> I have like a, a related story. It doesn't really have to do with the movie, but uh, it, it it's related to your story. Uh, also, when I was in middle school, <laughs> I remember one time, one of my friends at the time, uh, her birthday party, instead of like just a normal party, she was like, we're going to go to the Lee Summit Target and we're going to do a flash mob. <laughs> Oh, yes. And I was because all about it. Because our birthday it. party has enough people for that. And do you want to know what song we did for the flash mob? I sh- you know that I do. It was the cha-cha slide. Oh, a good so one. So that no one had to like actually learn You don't have to learn anything. We just this did the cha-cha right there slide in the, song. in the parking lot. Not even inside the Target. We were like out in the parking lot of the Lee Summit Target. Well, if <laughs> we I know anything about the Lee Summit Target. We just did the cha-cha slide. 
and you know we all got we immediately we didn't even go in we just like did it and then we all got in the car and we're like oh my god that was so crazy we're so silly (laughs) we're we're (laughs) quirky (laughs) that was that is uh yeah oh boy uh, middle school is the darkest time oh absolutely um <laughs> uh continuing on this yeah with the please list, what else is uh in here? single ladies by beyonce worked its all way in there all of the single ladies all of the single ladies you know they do the move too you they know actually, they actually they actually worked it into uh the sequence where she's singing diamonds are a girl's best friend they like they shoved it, in so it it does like the same thing that smells like teen spirit did it's where it's like only somewhere the all oh, the single ladies all oh, the single ladies and then mm. it just like moves on to a different song <laughs> and i was like what what's going on um mashups are bad i think uh, yeah, just in general only girl in the world is in there and then you know the musical collaboration that everybody was waiting for not since glee has there been a more <laughs> iconic mashup than shut up and dance with me uh, with yes. raise your glass by pink oh boy I these are two songs that I don't hate on their own. No, but it's odd to put them together but why are and they then there? into Moulin Rouge. Here here is my problem. My, <laughs> my my issue with the show is the fact that the whole bit in the movie was that they used music that was already classic. Right. They used music they for, weren't yeah. putting hot things in there. They used classic music that they knew wasn't going to go out the window in a couple months. Right. Half of these songs no one has even thought about in so long. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there doesn't Aaron Aaron Tveit or I guess Christian has a like a solo that's rolling in the deep. Does he really? I miss I, somebody that. sings it. I'm yes, sure he him. does. Yes, I remember now. I don't and know like, why I didn't put that on here. But like, yes, that's that's a timeless classic, you know. But also at the same time, I haven't thought about the song "Rolling in the Deep" in yeah. years um, because it doesn't. It, it actually isn't quite that timeless you, of a classic. <laughs> aside from maybe single ladies. Yeah, single ladies. You cannot, which they don't even really use. Yeah. They use a couple lines from it. You cannot tell me that that is more iconic than Lady Marmalade. Right. Like a virgin. The show must go on. Like you, what? <laughs> it's insanity. It just reeks of like some producer being like, "Oh well, we, we need we need money. more hit music for the kids to give us more money because nobody's gonna come see it otherwise." It's not like it's an insanely famous movie that right. <laughs> everyone knows about. We are gonna get the youths to come see this one if we put uh. that Sia girl into our musical. <laughs> I'm pretty She's sure. She's got hair like curtains. That's what people <laughs> producing Broadway think. <laughs> <laughs> specifically of Sia that's what they yeah. think of her um, am I wrong <laughs> no uh, also listen this is a question but it goes here um, okay. so Roxanne is still in there Roxanne but like, but like why did they bother if they were gonna just have the guy sing it normal <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he, he, he just has sings to be it that normal voice. you have to do it you with that gravelly Argentinian accent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's so good. You have to. What is the point? It makes me so... You should have seen me the day that I like sat down and tried to listen to the soundtrack because it just made me so mad. 
I was deeply upset. I still am. Well, and that's Ugh. why the movie works is because the movie doesn't try to make people sing like they're in a right. musical. And once you're on Broadway, unless you've specifically done a thing where you're like, we're not doing that, you're going to get musical theater singers who are only able to do musical theater or are only choosing to do right. musical theater because that's what they're told to do. So right. maybe a different director could have saved some of that for me. Because, maybe. you know, a, the right director well, can lead you down the right road musically, but... But when I think it's lot... like, let's be musical theater people. Right. I don't want to listen to you sing pop music, no. but it's like well, you using your musical theater thing. Here's the thing. I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that this musical was made to try to make a lot of money. Yep. That was what they went for. They campaigned for this show and advertised for it really hard. I remember seeing it all over every social media platform. Always. I burped. Um, nice. <laughs> they, but... When Baz Luhrmann made this movie, he that was not the goal. He wasn't like right. trying to make an insane amount of money. If the reason this movie got made, it was financed because Romeo plus Juliet went really well, and so they mm -hmm. said, "Here, Baz Luhrmann does really good things. Let's just give him a bunch of money and let him do whatever." Would you like our money, please? Yeah, can have it because it Romeo plus Juliet made a lot of money, and then this one also good. ended up making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But not because it was trying to. Yeah. And then he got to make The Great Gatsby. So that's cool. He did. <laughs> that's all I have to say. I don't really have I, opinions about The Great Gatsby. I, <laughs> I never I read love... it. I have no opinions. It's pretty good. That's yeah. what I've got for it. Yeah. Um, I the movie. <laughs> it's the second best collaboration between Leonardo DiCaprio and Baz Luhrmann. Nice. Um, yes. The first, of course, You're being correct. Romeo and Juliet. I was going to say. Um, okay. Okay. I appreciate how many thoughts... <laughs> you had thank you and, and do you have any that question. you would like no, to i feel share? like i feel like we got <laughs> we got all the information that i would have had to share great in conversation i really i really went off just that's really good i appreciate it thank you and now it's oh, time. thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for our final question that final question being what do you rate this movie may you come i come up with the scale you tell me you go yeah. right ahead all right Here's what I went with. On a scale okay. from Nicole... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, on a scale from Nicole Kidman's demonic sex noises to the sound of a pistol bouncing off the Eiffel Tower, I will give a demonstration. Tink! Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> Thank you. Um, I give it a solid 13-year-old Emily's sexual awakening. Thank you. <laughs> mm, yes, a very... An excellent <laughs> rating. <laughs> Truly descriptive. Um, I'm going to give it a 60 out of 70, which is the number of songs they claim are in the staged version of the musical. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. You that's see good. how you, now you can go back and listen to the Easter egg where I tried really hard to avoid specifically saying 70 songs. Cause I wanted to save that joke for now. You want to save it? Good job. You did it. <laughs> I, I uh, think so. The restraint yeah, I think I got is astounding. Oh, goodness. Um, I remember mentioning to you that I had trouble coming up with my scale for this one. Um, mm -hmm. I, I knew what the bottom was going to be. I knew that Nicole Kidman <laughs> moaning was going to be the bottom. Um, <laughs> but I had trouble coming up with what the top end was going to be. Uh, and then while I was watching the, <laughs> the second, I heard just the little at the end, just the little tink. Just flies <laughs> I said, oh, out that's the it. building and bounces my off serotonin, the My tower. serotonin just went through the roof with that noise. <laughs> 
it's just one it's just a little one but it'll do it you know, right before nice she little, like, oh, she very okay. suddenly dies of the consumption and it goes in the tank again yeah really she like it's a glorious moment and then oh oh never mind she's dead oh i saw somebody saying that they thought it was intended to be um sort of a uh um uh what's that one uh orpheus and eurydice story yeah they, like just barely don't manage to escape right at the end yeah that checks out which I, like I thought that. was interesting i never I don't thought know of it i can't confirm it because i didn't ask no, anybody yeah. but it, it definitely has that uh what word am i looking for like an essence of that Ew, yeah it has like that, that kind word. of structure you know there's, yeah. there's some like spirit of that same idea in there her being held captive somewhere and mm-hmm. him trying to get her They're out in love and... and he's trying to free her from where she's stuck wow. but right i had never thought of that finish line yeah that's what that i really... thought that when like the knowing that and watching this movie for an early time um i thought that he was gonna i thought the duke was going to successfully shoot one of them at the end oh yeah and he's running back down the, i thought oh this is they really they really build up where that gun they really make an effort <laughs> to make sure you know where that pistol is at every second of that scene like, and i know, love it i appreciate that as it like sliding around on the ground and then the gut the uh bodyguard has it and then the duke has yeah. it <laughs> the bodyguard has a team <laughs> and then now. and What's then Toulouse slides down from the ceiling and yells the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love <laughs> And be loved in return. <laughs> Which fun fact? That is what I want my next tattoo to be. Is that line? I want oh, that line good. on I my like body that. somewhere. That's a good tattoo line. Mm-hmm. It's a good I one. wish we had talked more about John Leguizamo as Toulouse Lautrec, but not oh, that Toulouse Lautrec. Like can a different right Toulouse Lautrec, because <laughs> what a guy that John Leguizamo. Why? Why is his name Toulouse the Trek? We'll never know. That's there's a different one that is an actual the actual famous one, and he's just yep. a different person with the same name. But sure, yep. I guess, and he's just being he's <laughs> doing so much stuff. He's just having a grand old time. I really I, love him. I genuinely I'm shocked I didn't bring him up before now because I think he's one of my favorite parts of the movie. He's Toulouse so is. He's so I don't know something about him is just so pure and nice. And, like, just always happy no matter what sad shit is going on around it, you know? Mm, yep. And just that line delivery, the greatest thing you'll ever Just happen. dangling and <laughs> screaming. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, and the whole, like, leading up to it where he's like, oh, I forgot my line. Oh, my God, what was my line? I remember. The greatest remember. thing you'll ever happen. I must happen. dangle. I must dangle and yell. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Ooh, can we also talk about the fact that Ewan McGregor gets, like, mean at the end of this movie? <laughs> yeah. He you know, mean. it happens. He I, got like, angry. Look, I get it. She, she said she never loved him. That has to hurt a little. Yeah, that would be sad, especially if it was Nicole Kidman, you know? Ooh, that line where he just goes, I've paid my whore. I said, Oof. whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, Dude, oh, calm I'm down. S- I'm sorry. I've I'm never sorry seen Ewan McGregor that angry you. in my life. Oh, he's very talented. I like that guy. I, I almost love made my McGregor. I almost made my scale um a scale of Ewan McGregor movies from Star Wars Ooh. episode 2 to Train Spotting. Um that I was like almost that. my scale. That's really good. Um, but then I thought I don't know how people feel about Train Spotting or Star Wars episode 2 
and I'm going to keep a numbers thing going. So. Oh, yeah. I remember, <laughs> I of you, I remember, because he hasn't really been in a ton of stuff lately. Mm-hmm. He's kind of been, like, low-key lately, you and McGregor has. But then I remember when you, you and I saw it together. You and I saw Birds of Prey together mm-hmm. a couple months back. And... I did not know going in that Ewan McGregor was in that movie. <laughs> and I remember like l- grabbing you and being like, oh, it's Ewan McGregor. <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> I love that man. He is one of my favorite actors. I'll say it. Hmm. I, I love him very, very much. Well, stay tuned I've... for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series because Please. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> As someone who just got into Star Wars, like, within the past four years of my life. Wow. I, wow. <laughs> I'm sure one day we'll get to talk about Star Wars. We haven't gotten there yet, but one of these days we're going to talk about Star Wars. I actually just rewatched all of the, uh, the newest ones. The 7, 8, and 9. Mm, yeah? Yesterday, actually. See, we could start a whole new conversation here, but. Oh, yeah, we could. Because I've got thoughts about those movies. Oh, me too. But you know what? We don't have time for thoughts about those movies because we've already we've already talked for most of an hour about of an Moulin hour. Rouge. And that is how long podcasts usually are, so we're doing we're doing pretty well. Um <laughs> You know, it's been good. We've we've had our talk, we've asked our questions, but See, this is really, your role here. You're you're the one who has to like hold me I gotta keep from us, just like I going on moving. a rant for like an hour and a half about how much I hate Moulin Rouge the musical and also how much I love you and McGregor. Well, it's what's good is that these were all answers to questions, you know. And oh, all we absolutely. gotta do, we just gotta keep asking and answering these questions. And yeah. you know what the number one question is? Tell me what it is, Zach. What's the question? Number one question? What did we just watch? <laughs> it's what did we just watch? That is clearly. The no, we didn't, didn't talk about any points. Oh, I love Come Up, Mate. Please keep it in there. I love it so much. It's one of my favorite songs. Anyway.